Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Jesus reminds us to watch for the signs of his return. Today, we will explore further what we are seeing in our times that line up with what signs he said would indicate the potential of the end and his return. We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch and as a remnant, prepare as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. This is uh, End Times Friday. and uh, Good morning. We have lots of interesting stuff. We're continuing discussion of the uh, Israeli-Hamas uh, war, which is now, uh, you know, expanded and uh, lots of lots of things going on with what's happening with there and uh, the impact is happening, I think, on the world. I got some new information uh, that we'll be able to revisit uh, what we were seeing and, and now what we do see with mm-hmm. it, um, you know, from, <clears throat> from your perspective, um, as you followed it and your, your friends have followed it, have they, what's been, what's been their thought about it all uh, in terms of the, you know, we know it's, it's happening and it's now da- mm-hmm. da- and it's now daily news, so to speak. Uh, what's their, what's their perspective on it? It's interesting for me to watch varying perspectives, you know, and depending on their season of life and everything else. So definitely, you know, a handful of friends who are, watching it closely and seeing how does it line up with the prophecies and that sort of thing and really kind of tracking with it. Um, To be honest, a handful of friends that have already, um, you know, when we're taping this, what is the date today? November 2nd, when we're taping it, it's going to air November 17th. But so we've been almost a month in the news cycle now, coming up on a month in the news cycle. And there are several that in all honesty, it's become so normal in the, in the, news cycle that they have no longer really continued to listen or follow. It's just another, it's just another war going on on the other side of the world. Yeah. (laughs) That's, and, and I think that, you know, that is one of the things with 24 seven news, there is a benefit of us being able to see it shrinks the world in so many ways, but also there is this, um, I don't know, way to be a spectator and not, um, not really have a heart of what's going on and kind of becoming numb to the dailiness of it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I would say, depending on season of life. And I understand all of it, you know, um, you're seeing varying responses at this point, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And until something else uh, dramatically happens, it's kind of, right. it kind of just gets, you know, pushed in the background uh, that, right. you know, isn't significant. Although uh, because of, uh, and one of the reasons we wanted to keep doing this every Friday is to bring world events uh, to the mm-hmm. front and keep keep in mind what is happening so that God can help us understand it, uh, even if it's you know not exactly the end, but we are part of the world, and partic- right. particularly about Israel, since the things that happen in Israel are kind of significant because that's where it all right. that's what it all happens at the end. Uh, right, so. and there is structure, you know, um, instruction throughout the Bible to truly be praying for Israel, to be watching, and to be praying for Israel itself. Right, and so you know, at least from my standpoint too, and I know we've had Diane Gomez on before, and you know, there there are people who truly have a heart 
um, and a calling to be praying for Israel in the midst of this too. So that's that's another reason we like to keep this alive and, and being discussed is it's an important instruction in scripture. These people are the apple of his eye. Yeah, yeah. And one, you know? one thing to, uh, is to for sure pray, you know, for safety, for uh, the ability of it to function well. But because of what happens at the end, they become believers in Christ. Right. Uh, and so my prayer has been that the seeds that are being mm-hmm. being planted will continue to take root because they will take root. We know they're going to take root. Yes. Yeah. Um, and we want to see repentance. We want to see them coming to know Christ as the Savior, as Messiah. And yep. so our heart is regardless, I mean, absolutely lots of prayer over what's going on, but more than anything, prayer over the hearts um, of what God is stirring and how he can redeem in the midst of all of this. Yeah. The um, uh, one thing that I, because I've been a student of the uh, history of this, uh, it's always amazed me uh, that God gave the people involved in Israel uh, a wisdom Mm -hmm. about how to do it well knowing that the Jews per se, uh, particularly think about, you know, 50, 100 years ago, they were very anti-Christian. And mm-hmm. it was like, I don't want to hear anything about it. Uh, right. And stop trying to convert me because I'm not going to be converted. And of course, if people tried, it actually mm-hmm. actually made it worse. Right. Uh, so, you know, for example, um, remember I told you about the group out of uh, Britain, they, mm-hmm. they were called as intercessors. Right. Um, and then they traveled to Jerusalem and operated in the embassy, the British embassy. And that, remember, they're praying for, at the time, they were praying for the return of the Jews to Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was their uh, you know, call. Um, they, they got there and uh, they were out you know, amongst the Jews and told him, hey, we're, you know, we're Christians from you know, England. We're here to, you know, to support you. Uh, they got a lot of resistance. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, God had told them, and they, and they shared the story, that uh, you don't need to worry about proselytize them right now. I just want you to serve them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what they did is, uh, well, how could we serve them? Well, they needed, remember, they're returning, but they're not, right. they're not part of any government system. Uh, mm-hmm. And so what they did is that they set up hospitals right. and doctors and clinics, as well as schools mm-hmm. uh, to educate them, as well as to take care of them uh, physically. And they, and they did it without any comment. It wasn't, mm. you know, hey, we're doing this and then here we're going to tell you about Jesus. Right. They just did it. Yeah, and uh, without an expectation, with no, simply no, we're going in and God saying, "Do this." We're going to serve His children. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And then they they um, responded to that mm-hmm. uh, because they recognize, oh, so you're not trying to convert me? No, right. Uh, we're just trying to help you. Oh, we love you, and mm-hmm. we and we want to give you something that's going to be valuable. And it's like, oh, okay, great. And they helped them. Uh, well, in the last, particularly in the last ten years, because I have. Uh, uh, people that are leaders over there in Christian leaders sharing their faith, they've been given a similar instruction is, you know, don't put it in their face, mm-hmm. uh, but rather um, as you do wonderful things for them, invite them uh, to understand. And Linda and I have seen a shift 
uh, even the last four or five years as we've been over there is before it was don't the guides would say don't talk to me about Jesus um, now they make the statement well maybe Jesus mm. Jesus was the Messiah um, right because there's a lot of seed planting going on going on uh, we right. actually we actually had a guide uh, and again we weren't we weren't purposely doing this, but because he got interested, he accepted Christ um, on our trip. Uh, That's so cool. So that was that was really cool. Um, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say I don't know if I shared this with you before, but um, the last few weeks I you know, I volunteer up, but our our church has a coffee shop in a mall, and um, so <laughs> volunteer up there once a week. And I've been in conversation the last couple of weeks with a gentleman there who. Um, was a missionary for 10 years to Israel. Mm. He's from South Korea. Okay. So very interesting to hear him share kind of what it was like. He did that for like 10 years. And he said his ability as a South Korean to go in and evangelize and share the gospel was actually increased because he was not Western, because mm. he wasn't American, because uh. he wasn't of the European influence that they felt more relatable to him. <laughs> and so he was able, you know, all of what you're talking about, these foundations set up that have kind of planted seeds, he was able to go in and really flat out share the gospel with so many of them because they were more open to hear it from someone with his background. Yep. And I think it's because of the seeds that have been planted from others. So it's interesting how God uses all parts of the body in this, but it was fascinating just to hear some of his stories of what that looked like, yep. you know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me, uh, I'll bring an update on the war and then the implication of it. Um, and it's starting to uh, line up. Um, last time, I think I talked about uh, the fact that, um, you know, Netanyahu with Saudi Arabia uh, was believing, made a statement, hey, we're never closer to peace uh, four days before the war uh, because Saudi Arabia has been working a peace treaty with a statement that Hamas and Hezbollah and Iran are softening their position to mm -hmm. enable a better uh, structure of peace. So he, they thought, you know, they made public statements that they were. Well, uh, and I made a comment that um, the people there, and it appears that they got, um, in a sense, uh, a little bit uh, soft on their intelligence Mm -hmm. um, and kind of let down a little bit because it appears they were surprised by the attack. Right. Um, so um, as I've been following this, well, I learned something interesting uh, that um, four days prior to the war, three, four days mm -hmm. prior to the war, the troops of Hamas were um, in, in big, big, big groups training to make the ground invasion. Um, wow. And it was very visible. And it was like, oh, wait a minute. Uh, there's no way that Israel didn't that know. That this was not recognized, right. This no way. Absolutely, there's no way hmm. that they didn't know what was going on. Um, and I believe, so what I believe is that um, they, they did, because of their super intelligence, and they, they've kind of, yeah, maybe you know, we didn't do it, but I think they did really understand what was going on. I think they decided hmm. uh, they're going to do this. Um, we know the impact of this. It's going to be, it's going to be bad. There's going to be, you know, thousands of missiles mm -hmm. 
we are going to have some damage. We are going to have some casualties. And their ground people are going to go in and take people and kill people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they, they basically said, we're going to allow this to happen because it'll give an excuse to go in and try to eliminate Hamas. Because mm-hmm. uh, remember, they're constantly getting bombarded with rockets right. all, all the time and they know where their supplies are. So I think they actually said, okay, um, let's let it happen. And that'll give an excuse as opposed to think about the other direction. Mm-hmm. If they would have said, you know, we're sick of them, we're just going to go in and annihilate them without it, without a right. reason, without, without a, a reason. reason, they would be completely, uh, you know, everyone uh, would come against, come against them. them. So, yeah. um, I think they use it as an excuse, um, and they bombarded it, you know, with, um, uh, missiles and then they got their ground troops ready to go in and, and really just take over the whole area and try to, and their, their goal is to eliminate Hamas is what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, the world, uh, because of humanitarian situation. And that is that um, there's a million and a half people there. Uh, they cut off the fuel, they cut off the utilities, so no, there's no lights, no electricity, um, and no food uh, right. that's getting in there. Uh, so the world said, hey, um, you've got to have humanitarian. You can't do that to those people, mm-hmm. so you got to take care of them. And so uh, they said, okay, we'll, we'll hold it and let the uh, aid come in uh, to it. Now, they haven't turned on the, <laughs> the fuel of like the electricity, but uh, they've let food come in uh, and water mm-hmm. come in uh, to the system. And the world, including America, has said, you know, don't, don't enter uh, Gaza. Uh, wait, you know. Um, and by the way, they, they haven't had a big imp- uh, attack from the north, although it's starting to happen. Um, mm-hmm. Well, uh, Netanyahu said, look, um, we're giving them time, but mm-hmm. we're, go- we're going in. Um, right. Because what they did is unacceptable. We're never going to let this happen again. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going in, everybody. And so as of now, and this is we're, we're recording at 1st of November, uh, they're going in. Uh, they've mm-hmm. crossed the border. And they now have tra- tanks and ground troops, and they're trying to, you know, process this. So it, where we stand today is that uh, they're going in, and um, what I see is that uh, prior to this, the world has been pro-Israel uh, mm-hmm. with, "Hey, we see what happened to you, and we, you have a right to go and attack them and defend yourself." Right. Uh, by the way, if it happened to America or any place else, we would have no trouble with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, if they continue it and there's humanitarian uh, uh, issues with people who are displaced and or die because of it, mm-hmm. I believe that the world will, will turn, will begin to turn against Israel. Yeah, I believe in the news cycle we're already seeing that. Yeah, uh, yeah. that um, because remember, as we look, look at the end the world does come against Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's been pro-Israel, but I think this may be the shift. And then mm-hmm. there's there's things lining up uh, for the Gog and Magog, uh, that mm-hmm. the war that does take place, which is either the Battle of Armageddon uh, or a, a pre-war that happens, because uh, it's not super clear in Scripture where exactly that is, but we know who, mm-hmm. the, pl- we know who the players are. Okay. So if you would read... Um, 
uh, go ahead and read uh, Ezekiel 38, 1 to 7, and then I think 20 to 23. And we're just gonna we're just gonna set up the players here. Sure. Um, now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, set your face against Gog, the land of Magog, the prince of Rosh, Meshach, and Tubal, and prophesy against him, and say, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, O Gog, the prince of Rosh, Meshach, and Tubal. I will turn you around, put hooks into your jaws, and lead you out with all your army, horses, and horsemen, all splendidly clothed, a great company with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords. Persia, Ethiopia, and Libya are with them, all of them with shield and helmet. Gomer and all its troops in the house of Togamar, um, to Togarma from the <laughs> north and all its troops, many people are with you. Prepare yourself and be ready, you and all your companies that are gathered about you, and be a guard for them. And then you want me to go 18 to 23? Yeah. Okay. And it will come to pass the same time when God comes against the land of Israel, says the Lord God, that my fury will show my face. For in my jealousy and in the fire of my wrath, I have spoken. Surely in that day, there shall be a great earthquake in the land of Israel, so that the fish of the sea, the birds of the heavens, the beasts of the fields, all the creeping things that creep on the earth, and all men who are on the face of the earth shall shake at my presence. The mountains shall be thrown down and steep places shall fall and every wall shall fall and fall to the ground. I will call for a sword against Gog throughout all my mountains, says the Lord God. Every man's sword will be against his brother and I will bring him to judgment with pestilence and bloodshed and I will rain down on him, on his troops and on the many peoples who are with him, flooding rain, great hailstones, fire and brimstone. Thus I will magnify myself and sanctify myself and I will be known in the eyes of many nations. They shall know that I am the Lord. Yeah. And so that, um, as you look at that, see, that sounds like and appears to be the Battle of Armageddon, mm -hmm. uh, where it, you know, they're amassing all these troops, 200 million, to take, right. it, to take Israel at the end because their technology isn't, isn't working. And that's when Christ returns and then eliminates uh, you know, everybody. And we start the millennium. Uh, with Satan, you know, uh, cast into the prison, uh, Antichrist and the false prophet are killed, uh, and the world, you know, lives with Christ physically here on earth for a thousand year reign. Well, mm -hmm. uh, the key here is that Gog and Magog um, are uh, a forces who uh, they talk about from the north. They're joined by, uh, you know, Libya and Ethiopia, which would be Africa. Uh, most, mm -hmm. by the way, Muslim companies from Africa. Um, and what's happened, uh, even in this war is that Gog and Magog has started to shape up. Um, mm. so, uh, it's, uh, Iran, uh, which it talks about in there. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's, uh, uh, Syria, Tur mm -hmm. Turkey, Russia is directly North of Jerusalem. They have joined that alliance. Uh, and they basically have said, if you keep escalating this war, we're going to, we're going to step into it, mm. mm -hmm. um, uh, because we're in support of Syria, Turkey, etc. Uh, and Hezbollah, uh, who's North from Lebanon, uh, right. has made some attacks and, uh, also Syria and, uh, Israel has, has bombed supply chains, uh, area in Syria. Mm -hmm. um, and said, if I was you, I wouldn't continue. 
uh, right. because we're going to we're going to go ahead and press it if that's what you want to do. So they're protecting themselves on both sides. And then mm-hmm. something really interesting, uh, China, who isn't making the news a lot about this, but um, again, as I've studied it, there's an article that showed up that, that says, huh, um, they're, they're the ones that uh, control basically uh, electronic maps around the world. Okay. Uh, because they set the they set the data. Uh, well, they t- they took Israel off the map. Really? Yeah. Uh, so it doesn't show up now on certain uh, places around the world, where if they're if they're looking at the Middle East, uh, Israel doesn't even show up as a country. Jerusalem shows up, but there but there's but there's no nation of Israel, and right. that and that was by China. This is on online platforms. Online, of some sort online platforms, okay. yeah. Uh, so it was. It was what it told me was, huh? What they've done now, uh, because of just that little thing, they've lined up with Gog and Magog, which, by the way, right. is described in Scripture. Right. Right. Uh, so uh, the the thing to hmm. watch right now is um, how I think. How deep does the war go? Mm-hmm. What we need to monitor is does the world. Uh, view starts shifting against Israel, even though they have mm-hmm. the right to do what they're doing. And is that actually promoted? And then how does this all come together? Because, uh, you know, things are not going to just stop, but rather progress to some level. And either mm-hmm. they completely annihilate Gaza and Hamas, or they do have a ceasefire and they stop it at some point. Well, mm-hmm. what, what causes that and how does that look and what does that mean? But the one thing that I see, because I said this is, this is for sure has to happen, is that uh, the world has to come against Israel. Right. Uh, and so is this the tipping point or the turning point of that activity? Because they've had a lot of favor in the last five or six. It, it used to be pretty much against, right. against them. A lot of favor in the last four or five years and is this now moving it back the other way? You know, so this will right. be this will be interesting to That's watch. That's fascinating. Yeah, I saw a headline today. Didn't read the article even of you know Biden jumping in and beginning to push the two state solution again. And you know we're yeah you know, we're seeing a lot of um, yeah a lot of interesting shifts just in how things are being spoken about. Yeah, yeah. Again, and which is fascinating to me. Even I mean I know other people who really follow this closely. This is not news to them. But it's fascinating to me when you think about Israel, from my understanding, is about the size of New Jersey. Right. Yep. And and being such a central point and such a key, you know, I've even heard people refer, they're such bullies. I'm like, let's talk about if they're really bullies. They're the size of New Jersey, and there's like 22 countries around them that would love to simply wipe them out. Who's yeah. the bully here? Yeah. <laughs> You know, I don't know. It's an interesting, it's it's interesting to watch, right? Yeah, yeah it really is. So uh, we need to watch it. Uh, it has implication about, uh, as we're looking at, is this approaching the end? Which, remember, the World Economic Forum is saying we want one world government. We want it by mm-hmm. 2030. Um, are, is there a game being played at a much higher level? And it, mm-hmm. and, and it looks like to me that Israel is already becoming the center of attention. Uh, it is absolutely which by the yeah. way the bible says is going to happen you mm-hmm. know so 
with that's where we want to keep it front and center. And then how do we process it? We'll we'll follow it. You know, we won't continue uh, uh, each time to spend all the time on Israel, but uh, we'll keep doing updates. Uh, mm-hmm. it will, we're going to move into uh, economic stuff because that's kind of part and parcel to it all of right. how, how does this all play? And there's all <laughs> kinds of stuff going on in the economy that is saying certain things about where, where things are headed. So Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about that. So, Father, we just thank you for the insight on uh, Israel and understand it. Uh, we just pray that we'll continue to review it, uh, have a understanding of what you are showing us about it, and to pay attention. And so we praise you. We do pray for safety, and we pray for your uh, ability to communicate truth to Israel, particularly in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for joining us, everyone. We look forward to seeing you next time. Yep, we'll see you then. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.